What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, baby. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, before we do, let's just say, let's get it right off the bat. Live show, Halifax, February 9th, coming up, just a couple of weeks away. And there's still some tickets left. And it's shaping up to be a pretty uh, pretty spectacular show. We've got Rouge Fatale coming on the show. Halle Famous. Uh, drag queen extraordinaire. Yep, um, and they are—they're going to be uh, looking as fab as ever. I think we got some pretty sweet things lined up for that show. So, if you're in Halifax or you're in the surrounding area and you want to come out, uh, go to turnmeonpodcast.com/shows. You can get tickets through there, or you can get tickets through Ticket Halifax, or you can go to Good Robot's website and get tickets through there because all this is being brought to us by Good Robot. Uh, it's been a while since we did a live show in Halifax. It has been, yeah. So it'll be nice to get back into it. Um, hey, yeah. What's that super annoying sound in the background? F- fucking cat <laughs> is what that noise is. Vonnegut. Vonnegut is walking around, bumping into shit 
with a cone on his head, scraping the walls as he walks down the hallway. And he had surgery this week. We removed his eyeballs. <laughs> we just pulled his fucking eyes out. We did not. Um, and he's wearing a, the cone of shame and he's just bumping into everything and just meowing constantly because he wants to go outside, but he can't. He can't because he is a bit feisty and if he picks a fight with a cone on his head. And stitches in his eyes. He's definitely not going to come out of that okay. No. So, so, so this is what sorry, we live Vonnegut. with for the next two, three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We have to hand feed him. It's very, uh, it interrupts the, uh, the schedule of things. Schedule of everything. The schedule of everything. Well, you, I haven't slept at home in a while. And then last night you were in PEI and I stayed at home. And when the cat woke me up at three to eat, I was like, nope, I am not getting up right now. Absolutely not. And you said he's been eating super early. So just so you know, I held off till about... Six. Just so, just so I know. Just so you know, because you'll probably be sleeping at home tonight, and uh, so you'll be dealing with that probably at three a.m. Well, I don't know if I will be sleeping at home tonight because oh, there's no? fucking fleas in our bed um, <clears throat> because of the cat and the dogs. Jesus, I. I we need to vacuum <clears throat> the mattress. I am so annoyed. Fucking annoyed and stressed at everything in life right now. Oh, good. Me too, because. Uh, because I'm glad we share that because when when you asked me what we were talking about today I was like I am I don't want to talk about sex today yeah I, I could tell by the way you responded to at me well uh, that you weren't <laughs> that you weren't feeling cat shut up God, it's too fuck. much it's too much um okay well so we're we're in bad we're in bad moods but you know we just had a fucking we just came from an interview with the CBC to talk about polyamory which is really interesting I know because CBC is not the I don't take them as the type to like really dig into that stuff yeah um, but they really went for it and I feel like um well the whole premise of their show that is gonna air this Saturday is uh, opening up conversations about sex which is like obviously the perfect fit for us but I feel like especially since we were in Ottawa I see things about polyamory everywhere in the public conversation like just sneaking around and then like, you know, what do you mean like like in television and, and like yeah. like in media yeah in media and i and like i i i turn on netflix and it's like sex education newness which is a, a show about um well i don't know i actually haven't watched it but there's like you know cam uh there's so much sex content and conversation in the media right now but polyamory i feel like i never saw it before I I mm. when I realized this when we did our interview today that I actually don't really recall much conversation about polyamory at all before we started talking about it. Like it, I, we didn't have any references in real life. Are you saying we started all of this? I think we started a <laughs> revolution. Yeah. Or a, a, a resistance. I don't really know. Well, sex always sold. Sex sells. We all know that. That's so funny. I'm looking at a headline right now. It says, sex doesn't sell. And the advertising oh, industry knows it. But I haven't read it. Well, that's also fucking kind of probably true. I mean, Christ. I You know, that, that gig with the amazing sh- face, the television <laughs> show that oh, I was yeah. almost on. Oh, yeah. They canceled because of sex. Oh, that yeah. That didn't sell. Yeah, that's basically them. what it says. This coming, you're selling anything other than sex. If you're selling washing powder or beer, yeah. I don't know. Or the schmishmazing fresh. Yeah, that. Yeah. <clears throat> oh man. 
anyway, um, <clears throat> um, so we're here then, and we're doing this thing, and we, it's all, everything's all, it's all good. I mean, I'm fine, like, I, I honestly, I want to scream at the top of my lungs, <laughs> and it all has to do with relationships and sex. All the, all these fucking people in my life are, a bunch of people are just fucking breaking up. A bunch of people are, like, getting, are splitting up and getting divorced, and I'm so fucking bummed out about it and like and I, I can't I can't get into it I don't want to I don't want to throw anybody under the bus and I don't want to talk too much about exactly what it is but it's just like it's people that I put up on a pedestal and people that I've like really you know valued their relationships and and looked up to and and now I'm just like I'm just fucking angry man I'm just like um and 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 I'm and I'm sitting here and I'm I'm feeling frustrated because because i put so much i put so much value in other people's like the success of other people's romantic relationships when when really like i shouldn't i shouldn't fucking care i shouldn't care you know like everybody in the involved will still be close in my life yeah involved like this entire thing it's two separate fucking couples they're all still going to be in my life yeah they're all they're all going to be happy yeah they're all going to move on yeah, they will all be but happy. But it's the change that just like, I'm fucking so pissed about. And I'm like, what? what is wrong with you? Why do you care? Like, why do you care so much? And yeah. I, you know, I get it. I feel like if, if you and I were like, hey, we're getting a divorce. Like, I'm sure there's people listening to this that would be like, so fucking bummed. You yeah. know? Um, I get it. Tell me about that anger that you feel about that because I... I honestly don't even know what to tell you. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. Or Is it sadness? Yeah, sad. Yeah, I guess so. And you understand, like, we talk about this stuff all the time, and you understand that, like, you know, the success of a relationship doesn't mean it has to end with somebody dying. People can yeah. end a relationship with grace and with dignity. Yes, 100%. And that's, that's all good, great, and well. I don't know. It's just the change. It's like, I don't want to... Does it feel like your stability is shaken a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, like, Beck and I have been fucking fighting, like, just about stupid shit. Yeah. You know? And, like, I, that topped with, with you know, these people, like, leaving each other. I'm just... It just makes me... I just feel icky and stressed out, and, and I don't like it. Well, that's really interesting, because I'm sure that the same situations are affecting me as well um and i would just chalked it up today to to well you know you just came home and i could feel that you were having a having a, a a day and then that immediately led into me having a day and then you know i went in and i was like okay gotta get some inspiration for for chatting today and I read like a hundred different bookmarks I've saved and none of it felt interesting. None of it yeah. felt like inspiring. And I, and I had this thought that like, I'm, I'm bored of, of sex, but then, you know, but then I started looking up kissing because I have a renewed interest and intrigue for that very simple act as because esther perel said something about in her podcast she was like when when the lip she was talking to a, a male about his female partner and he was saying you know when the lips 
open for a kiss, the lips open. And I was like, what does that mean? Is there a specific, like, direct correlation between kissing and, like, a vaginal sort of. Oh, like when the mouth on? lips open, the pussy lips yeah. open? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Wait, is that real? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look. I mean, it does. It does reduce um, stress, and it does increase like bonding chemicals. And okay, not to be negative. Yeah. But I'm going to be because okay. that's where I am right now. But <laughs> do you think it reduces stress when you're kissing someone who fucking sucks at it? No. And that 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 was the first thing that was in this one article that I read that women know after the first kiss whether they're. That they're going to be into the relationship <sighs> or not, man? Because I just wish everyone was fucking good at it. Maybe you know. I had a, I had a, th- I had a, I had a, a connection the other day. Yeah. Um, and the fucking kissing. I was just like, and it might. It was. It sucked. The kissing sucked. Okay. Right? They sucked at kissing, and I really didn't like it. And then in my head, <clears throat> I was thinking, I know that this sucks for me. Yeah. So like, what's going through your head? Right. You know, like, are you, do you enjoy it? Are you, like, are you, if I hate it, you must hate it. it might, like, I feel right. like it's like, Neither if, one of if us I can ne- see you, you must be able to see me yeah. sort of thing, right? Like, are we, or are you just oblivious to how, how bad this is? And then I was like, maybe I should like try to do what they want. Like, like I was trying to like shift, alter my kissing Okay. To like maybe meet. Well, I didn't try this. I was thinking in my head, like, do I try to do that? Yeah. But I was like, I don't. Even, I wouldn't even know where to start. That just feels so weird to me. Yeah. But then there's those people that you start kissing and you're like, oof, woof. You got, it's like you a got dance. that skill. It's like you know you can almost predict. Did you end up having sex with that person? That it was a bad kisser. Okay. Well, I fine. did. I don't. Yeah, need, I okay. Did. Yeah. And how was the sex? <clears throat> um okay so do you think in your previous experiences with that would you say that you can generally like the sex is or the kiss kind of indicates the sex fuck man i don't know you I, no in that in that you know in that scenario it didn't okay i i want to be careful because i so here's here's the thing i've had sex with uh a uh, a pretty healthy amount of people over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. So, so I don't think I don't think I've said anything. <clears throat> I don't. Think I, I'm, you want to identify? Yeah. I, I feel like this person might listen to the show. But a kiss. It, but kiss <clears throat> so I feel like I feel like a oh, fuck. Like now I don't want to. Uh, someone's feelings to get hurt. Well, I shouldn't say that they sucked at kissing. What if kissing is the same sort of? There's a compatibility. Yeah, I wonder because because okay perfect. Now, within this like span of time of yeah. having sex with people, there was someone that I did have sex with, and I feel like we are very compatible. Okay, it was also wasn't it was it was the it, we've had sex before. This wasn't the first time. Okay, but even the first time, kissing on point. It's like whoa, geez, really like kissing you. This is very fun. Yeah, and then as and then as soon as we start making fuck, yeah, it's like wow, this is spectacular. Okay. So yeah, maybe. But I but I've also I've also had sex with people that's great sex, but there's no like it, it th- there is no kissing. The kissing thing is like, yeah, we just don't do this because it doesn't or at least that's going on in right. my head. I'm like we just we just shouldn't do this cuz we're, we're not 
It's, we kiss differently. Does it? Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. the, I'm I'm all about a little bit of I I'm all about tongue. Yeah. I love having tongue action in there. I mean, you know, I'm not like I don't need my tongue to be swimming down someone's throat. If, if someone wants to go that route, I'm in. You yeah. know. Sure. But don't you have to be feeling? It's not it. my go-to. You can't just like <clears throat> if one person is feeling like like they're kissing real hot and heavy and they're yeah. like basically drinking out yeah, of yeah, your yeah. mouth. Yeah, totally. I mean, that, you have to be you have to be into that. That's too. a full body experience. Totally. But all right, let's put it this way: you and I start kissing right now, and say we're not like we're not about to just rip our clothes off and fuck each other right here and there. Yeah. But we have a nice passionate kiss. Yeah. There's like a little bit of tongue, right? Yeah. And also, you're like. W- I, I feel when we kiss, like, you have soft lips. Like, you let your lips be soft. Mm-hmm. I try to let my lips also be, like, soft and relaxed. Sometimes people, like, they kiss with this, like... like Beak? Yeah, they're just, like... With like, a beak? Like, I don't know if you can hear that. Just pushing their fucking head into your sometimes, face. Sometimes when I'm feeling really goofy, I like to do the silliest kisses that I can imagine, like, kissing with no sound. I do that all the time with Becca, and she hates it. <laughs> I, I, I used to do that with you a lot, too. Yeah. I just, like, make yeah. a really gross mouth and then just push it and scrub it across your face. Have you ever Have you ever had someone just take their whole mouth and open it as wide as they can and put it over your entire mouth? Yeah, you did that. <laughs> I hate it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> you know, it's the people, they're, they're, sometimes you'll kiss someone and it's like they're, it's like they're kissing, but their face just all of a sudden got like taut, like an alligator face. And then like, and their, and their tongue is like, they're like, I don't even know if it's possible, but like scrunching their tongue and just like kind of poking you with it. You know <laughs> what, what I mean? About, it's like, there's no, rela- it's not like loose shape with your mouth. Ooh, shape with your mouth. Yeah, and say ooh one more time. <laughs> Fuck. Second. And God. What? <laughs> look at my mouth. I'm, I don't need to look. I heard it. <laughs> ooh, shaped. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> okay, one more so time. Gross. No, not one more. Don't do that anymore. I don't like that. <laughs> look at my face. I won't say it. What if you just? Right, I'm looking at your fucking face. Do it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! I'm so glad that this is there's no visual medium to this. But then you stick your tongue out too, like this. Yeah, I know what you're doing. The, and then you just both partners do that, and then you just you just rub your tongues together. Okay. Yeah, folks, if you've never with a partner and like. Can we try something? Oh, it's very fun. It's very fun <laughs> to fuck with your partner with like really not sincere kisses. It is, isn't it? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that was the laugh I really needed today. I'm getting my period. Should be today, probably any second. Yeah, and that's I, what's happening. That's what me. I, yeah. I feel also angry. Synced up with you. Yeah. And I just feel like um, hibernating. Like I actually might just go after this and sit in a dark room and watch all the sex shows on um, Netflix. I already watched Sex Education. Did you like it? I did, yeah. I think it's actually like, I don't know. Maybe some British people could tell me. Well, if you like that show, maybe you'll like this one here. Tell me what you think about this fucking show. In this dating show, we go back to basics. Are you ready? Bring on. 
and start where a good date often ends. <gasps> Naked. Well, if it frightens you, then go for it. How do you feel about that penis? I think it would definitely be a big one. <laughs> I think so. I'm going to say goodbye to Green. Why? It's the toe. What do you think of that show? It's uh, it sounds like an interesting kind of game show. I think I could get into that. I really like um, for those, British, so, British television. Yeah, let's describe that. So for those of you who obviously couldn't see that, it's a it's a dating show from the UK called um, Naked Attraction. Naked Attraction, and it's basically it's basically Tinder mm-hmm. for dating, except with nudity. Yes. So from what I gather. They they like dude. It's such a shallow show. It's so gross. <clears throat> they bring up a contestant, and the contestant is like it's kind of like blind date, like that old show that that, that old game show where they'd have like three people behind a, a yeah. curtain, and then they'd be like, "Hey, contestant, one. like date number one. What would you? Where would you take me if it was you know an evening date in New York?" And then they're like, "Well, what I would do is it's kind of like that, except everyone that's like the potential suitor." I think they keep their fucking mouth shut, uh-huh. and they stand in a in like this tube where there's a glass wall covering just their head, but their entire naked body is is showing. Uh-huh. So the person, the contestant, front, front, full full frontal nudity. Whoa! And the contestant stands there and looks at the four or five bodies, and then just judges which one of them they want to go on a date with based on. The full frontal nudity only, not their face, only their their body. Yeah, yeah. It sounds. Uh, it does sound. I feel like there must be something redeeming about it because that 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 clip says season three. <clears throat> well, there's three. There, I think there's more than three seasons of uh, Catching Up with the Kardashians. So oh, okay. Well, yeah. I haven't ever seen that show either. But it's, it's, gar- it's, g- it's garbage. It's garbage, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like pretty much garbage for yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, what could I? What I mean? Have you? You haven't seen Sex Education? I've seen the whole first season. I haven't, but I, I overheard you giggling at it, and it sounded. It sounds pretty funny. Yeah, I think it. I think it's funny. I haven't watched Cam yet. Though. <coughs> I think that that might be my my new like uh, garbage. I mean, I, I've actually heard it's it's decent. It's a cool. decent portrayal. It's of- a cool horror, a weird like psychological horror. Okay. Yeah, it's neat. All right. Well, maybe that'll be my hibernation. Hmm. While I bleed. Yeah, yeah. I bleed out my sorrows. Yeah. You should try it. You should try. Fuck, man, I'm gonna. I am gonna bleed out tonight. I think. I mean, that's that's what that's my night tonight. Is I'm just gonna. What is gonna? Don't you be careful what you say. What are you gonna go out and get shammered? No, I was gonna. I was talking about just killing somebody. Myself. Oh. Just getting in the tub and <laughs> ending it all. <laughs> just with, ending it all with the toaster. Um. All right, well, let's throw it to this week's episode then. Uh, and and you know what? I'm just not going up from here. No. Because uh, well, this week we're... We, so we we were going to put out the Ottawa Live show, uh, but there's a little bit of work that needs to be done with it. <clears throat> um, and we, I just got back from PEI. We're still trying to catch up from from the chaos of that entire, that entire tour. Amazing tour. So we're going to zip it to our first episode in Toronto that we recorded. I mean, and so here's a, we're going to just throw up a, the classic uh, trigger warning right off the top here. This, this episode 
dives pretty deep into the territory of sexual assault. Um, and and it's, it's, it's a very complicated and layered and, and frightening um, experience that our guest went through. But man, oh man. She's awesome, and she, uh, she she's come through it with amazing a, human. a really good grasp on what it means to uh, <coughs> to to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, we yeah. love talking to Sarah, and I I think you're gonna really love this conversation. And too. her boyfriend, too. they both came, and yeah. I like they were the couple. They're that couple, like when you meet, like within the first ten minutes, you go, oh yeah. If we lived in the same city, we'd all be best friends yeah. forever. Like, yeah. they're just so cool. Yeah, you were so sad that we had stuff lined up after them because you were yeah. like, I want to go have a beer with them. I did, yeah. Yeah, we loved meeting you too. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we did. It, it really is a a eye-opening and, and wonderful conversation, although it, it might seem like it's going to get real heavy. Um, there's... It's not as it's not it's not as heavy as as yeah, we it think sounds. It's, it's important. It's an important conversation. Yeah. So I uh, hope you all enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Um, so this is, this, I'm really excited. This is great. This is the, uh, this isn't the first time we've recorded in this studio. Um, no, but, but it's we're, been a while. It's been a while. We're back. We're in Toronto. We're recording at the, uh, Entertainment One, uh, headquarters in, in their little podcast recording studio, which, uh, at one time was a storage closet. Now is just a slightly... It's a storage closet with soundproof curtains <laughs> around the walls. That's exactly what it is. You know what? It kind of... It's making me comfortable because it's not the first time that I hang out and talk about intimate things or do intimate things in a closet. In a closet. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. There you, you go. It's know. an intimate space <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's going to get real hot in here. Wait. Why do you talk about int- intimate things in a closet? Yeah. I was... Uh, well... I've I've hooked up with somebody in a closet in a school before. Cool. And was just like... This is this is happening. And There's now like a classroom next to it to attached. In yeah, it. right. Just, right. Yeah. I remember uh, scenes like that in like um, like Grey's Anatomy or something. Like one of those hospital <laughs> shows where it's just like the janitor's closet is yeah. like this. The is like a place, <laughs> place that people have sex. Everybody knows. Have you ever yeah. banged in a closet? Uh Possibly, I don't really. <laughs> Probably one of those. You know, sometimes you don't remember. Sometimes sex. you don't. Yeah, sometimes you don't remember sex. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever closet fucked. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, our our bedroom closet would be a really funny experiment, dude. That it's would so be small. so uncomfortable. You just like open the door, put clothes in it, but you see like the two of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sarah, thanks for thanks for coming all the way down from from. Uh, wait, are we using your name? I, yeah. I, I, okay, yeah. sweet. Sometimes off, a lot of times people don't want to use their name, and then I dive in and and forget. Uh, but you came all the way from um, uh, Sudbury. Yeah, Sudbury Land. It's like a good four hour drive. You were saying. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty drive in the summer. It's pretty messy in the winter time. I can imagine. Yeah. Are you driving back today in the snowstorm? No, we're okay, doing good. tomorrow. Great. Yeah, made good. a weekend of it. 
Yeah, sweet. The go-to destination in your like teens to go do things because not a lot of concerts happen up in Sudbury. Right. So okay. you want to check out musicians. What's four hours there. in the other direction? Uh, uh, south, the U.S. <laughs> no, isn't Sudbury up on top of the lakes? Yeah, it's like well, kind of. Okay, yeah. so pretty north. And then if you go east, you're going towards Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and then we are south yeah. of Sudbury. But what yeah. about west? Is there west, any? Oh, that's the Sioux. And then you're hitting like northwest and kind of coasting along Lake Superior. Okay. Up there. No other major cities <coughs> in Until the vicinity. Until you hit Thunder Bay. Thunder Bay. <laughs> <laughs> major cities <laughs> away. Whoa, Ontario. <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's a fucking good. country, man. It's yeah. huge. Well, I, I got to say, have you been to Sioux? Have you been to the Sioux? Yeah. Yeah. Been to the strip club in Sault Ste. Marie? Uh, is that the one attached to Wacky Wings? Uh, yeah, it might be. Probably. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> Which <laughs> strip club? The one at, at the wing shop? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the only one. You can uh, eat wings and watch bingo wings. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> so bingo wings? Yeah. Have you ever... Like, when you see, like, old ladies, oh. like, yeah, bingo wings. When they're, they're just, waving their dappers yeah. around? <laughs> those, exactly. those big jiggly, yeah, like, it's... Bingo a, wings. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Oh, the jiggly, yeah. uh... Was Ex- that your tricep? Yeah. 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 Excess tricep. Actually, like, if I do this... Yeah, everybody has them. Yeah. yeah. You know? You I'm so... I, I have, like, zero body fat. <laughs> but if I do it... <laughs> dude, I know. Is you, that you just can't your stop muscle? It's, no, it's just, it's just my bingo wing. It's like a car crash. Ow. You can't look away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost hypnotic. <laughs> uh, um, so, I'm, I'm excited to dive into into what, what you wanted to talk about. We asked you... We've been doing this thing where we're asking people, like, what are the three major points that you want to yeah. touch on in your recording? And one of the things that you brought up yeah. Which I'm uh, simultaneously uh, itching to talk about, but also a little scared to talk about. Okay. <clears throat> which is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I read incest yeah. pair bonding. Yeah. Okay, I know what incest is. Okay. Pair bonding. Pair bonding is what happens between any... Mice. Two- <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It, it exists solely in scientific experiments. Yeah. Shrews. Uh, that's scientific experiments, but you're also looking at abusive relationships. So it was never, yeah, this is going to get heavy. Here we go. We're going to jump yeah. right in? Just dive oh, in. Let's okay, dive straight into the shallow end. Yeah. So head first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to make sure heads are okay. Uh, but um, yeah, so... Pair bonding is essentially what happens in an abusive relationship. And you know when you're like, you know that something bad is happening and you're like, well, why don't you just leave? Mm. And usually you see it a lot in pedophilia (laughs) where you have like the older person in power kind of creating this, like you're my special girl or like you're Mm. my special person and this is why it's happening. So the person being abused doesn't quite see it as that, Mm -hmm. as abuse. They're like oh, I'm getting special treatment or I'm being favored compared mm. to other things. Right. So it's like a mask of, over yeah. m- over maybe a f- an, an intuition or feeling something is not right. Precisely. Okay. So they, they sort of like build this entire thing to make whatever it is that they're doing okay. Mm. But in my case, um, you kind of look at pair bonding. Like it was, it was my brother okay. who abused me. So okay. when it happened, it wasn't like a quick, like you see everything happening now. They're like, report. Like what you want to do is report. You know that this is wrong. But it's like it was my brother. So I was like, oh, yeah, I still love this person. Mm-hmm. So what the heck do I do? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? How old, how old are you now? So I'm 25. And how old were were you when this all started? I was 22. So it's like, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. It was crazy. This That's is <laughs> fascinating. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I just want, I, I have to say, yeah. um, 
you're not the first person that I've spoken to who's been in this scenario or in a scenario that's similar to this. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you're definitely one of the very few who I've spoken to who, and, and, I, and I don't want to make any assumptions, but you seem very like, um, you seem like you are, have a very easy time diving into this end of the pool yeah. and, and, and talking about this. Yeah. Um, how like is it are, are, are is everyone okay yeah are we okay <laughs> there's no fires there's no fires we're okay okay yeah you're okay yeah you feel you're okay okay so this sure. but this was really recent pretty recent yeah um so i was actually <clears throat> raped six months before by somebody else okay and okay the second time that it happened first time with my brother and was the second time that i was um sexually assaulted and at that point, I was like, man, I am not good. Because after the first Ooh. time it happened, I kind of, like, I quit work. I ended up changing my career, went back to school, like, full 180, learned an entire new, like, healing modality. So I started doing Reiki and was just kind of masking. I started running. Like, I was focusing on work and school 100% of the time, trying to push it down. Mm. And then the second time that it happened... I was like, whoa. Did you know you're pushing it down or did you think you're like, oh, I'm managing this? I That's definitely what it was. I right. was like, I think I'm okay. Yeah. And this is this is me managing. Right. But then after the second time it happened, uh, I like fell off the deep end. Mm-hmm. I drank for like a month straight, <laughs> but it was around Christmas that it happened. So everybody was like, oh, Christmas parties. It's totally fine. Yeah. And one of my friends who was my neighbor at the time um, is actually going through school to like be an advocate for mental health. Okay. And was just like, hey, you've been pulling away a lot and kind of called me out and was like, we could get you help. So I was in this really supportive and healthy environment where they're like, you need to talk about this. So they and, knew yeah. what was going on yeah, or I what had, had told, happened. I think I had told her and my roommate and then immediately got into a place where it's like, we're going to start therapy. Okay. And ever since, so it's I think it's been about two going on three years now but I've been really lucky and fortunate I think to be able to even just like rationalize Mm. sort of what happened Mm. and kind of do what it is that I needed to do and now do a lot of my time trying to build sort of supports for people that need these things Mm. and try to spend time being an advocate of like normalizing rape right mm-hmm. would like not for the abusers of course but for the people that experience it because hiding it i think kind of manifests itself in other ways yeah 100%. so isolating mm-hmm. yeah well yeah. I, th- I mean think about any stress any major stress that anyone would go through if, if anyone has been through that and they don't have an outlet to like talk about it or speak about it <clears throat> um it just leads to it it it, it, it it leads to more stress. It leads to more. It, it just like physically, it's it can it can eat away. At you. Oh, it can for really sure. fuck you up. You yeah, know? and I think why this is so important to me in terms of being an advocate and being <clears throat> so outspoken is that I stopped talking to people that were really important to me mm. for the first three months after the second time, mm. and then was at school and a woman had come in and she just she was touring I think Canada and talking about her experience and it was scary how similar the two were and it normalized it for me and I remember just breaking down in this talk and being like holy shit this is 
I like somebody knows what I'm going through. Mm. Yeah. And that changed everything for me. And I was like, okay, therapy, gonna do the work, gonna make sure that like I feel okay and can move forward. I'm not gonna be this person that's gonna be stuck in the this happened to me, I don't know what to do, the helplessness that can kind of eat away mm. at you with the shame and the guilt on top of it. And like kind of just work work mm. at it yeah. did you find a, a therapist right away that you connected with <laughs> uh no so i had to kind of shop around yeah and there's this uh program out of the hospital where we're at and i think it's ontario based but it's a violence intervention program okay. um, and they kind of support people and do work with one-on-one um for acute trauma so it's like within a year they'll work with you but there's a wait list like anything right, right. so you want to get this therapy and i think it was about six weeks Okay. So I was trying to find other therapists that didn't quite work and then got on with this program with this like cute little old lady who had been working in it for I think 30 years and just immediately were like, yeah, this works. And um, once I finished the program, I actually just paired with another really cool. She's like a witchy woman and Mm. does like energy work and intuitive healing. And I'm like, yeah, this rides to work on a broom. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think and I'm just wondering, do you think that like. When something kind of shatters your, like, perception of what the world is and how we function in it, or, and you and you drastically change things, like your career path and your, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, um, do, you, do you think you become more open to, like you said, like, different modalities of healing where you're just like, I've got to find something that works within this new paradigm that I live in? Oh, for sure. Okay. Um, Yeah, because I don't think that there's really, like, you can talk it out and, like, talk therapy has been around forever. Mm -hmm. But that can, depending on where you're feeling it in your body, because I'm sure, like, it, you know, it manifests everywhere, not just in your head. Like, anxiety or depression can manifest in your stomach or Mm -hmm. your shoulders, and there's a heaviness there. You kind of realize, like, there's more to it, Mm -hmm. which is why, yeah, I was introduced to Reiki, I think, in a French class in college, and it was like, look into this and started practicing after I was trained but like even doing yoga like mm. could help you you know because mm-hmm. you're going back into your head and back into your body because there was after trauma like I couldn't even lay in certain positions mm. you know mm. and I was like that's clearly not just a head thing isn't it so fascinating the way that like I mean the human body and, and, and the mind and the body mind connection like it's just it never ceases to amaze me the mm. way that we we can react <clears throat> to things, you know, and, and like the way that we store trauma and the way that mm-hmm. the way that things, the way that we can become triggered by things. It's just like it's we are so infinitely complex. I just I can't I can't, you know, yeah. I, hearing you say that yeah. just bl- boggles my fucking mind. That It's like, oh, I'm, I was so I was had so much trauma that I couldn't lay in a certain position. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is very much off, off like a bit of a tangent, but like when I go see Cirque du Soleil, it's the I get the same feeling, a little more <laughs> elated and less sad, <laughs> but I the same feeling where I'm going, look, like look at what, look at what we are. This we are we are aliens. We are so alien. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I was thinking about acting school and how you know they there's different techniques that you study and and it's very movement based and it's very like you know you want to break outside of 
are very pedestrian like these are the movements my body knows how to make and these are the sounds that my voice makes and then when you get into acting and you're you're being asked to like explore and and surprise yourself and find something new you can like um access things uh from the outside in so we have this technique where it's called the Chekhov technique where you make these physical gestures and you're like you take a concept like mother or virgin or victim or any of these archetypes that we kind of we already know what we think of them um even if we've never verbalized it you can start to try to find these physical gestures that make you feel like you're embodying this quality of the archetype that might not have a name but has a feeling Mm. and then by repeating this exercise you generate a psychology that like can affect your emotions and bring stuff out of your body it's just like fucking crazy yeah and anytime anytime i'm going through something emotional i i have to like I have to go somewhere where there's a lot of space and a lot of privacy and no mirrors and like flail my body yeah. around, oh, you know, yeah. and just like to the outside eye it would probably look like I was having some sort of episode, which I guess you are. You are. Yeah. 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 Like trying to just like get it out of your body. Exercise it. it. And that's what's so funny because it's like exercise, but like exorcise, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, like, the amount of times ooh. we were in theater school, like working on that shit, like jamming out on like checkoff. Yeah. I, I would always just pause and then look around and go, if anyone who it like if if one of the science students <laughs> accidentally walked in this room right now <laughs> they would be dialing 911 going like i don't know there's a group of people broke out into hysteria or something in a room should i lock them in there like i'm afraid for everybody else outside. get all the vibrators um so i can can we come back to oh, to the, the the pair bonding thing because yes. i i there, I feel like there's a lot there that um, I, I'm sh- I know I know that there's people that have a hard time wrapping their head around how how that can how that can go down and and you know incest is like a really tough thing for a lot of people. It makes well, people yeah. You see it as a perversion. Right. Totally. Nobody really talks about it. No, yeah, right? and no. Like, but it, and it's very common. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it very common? Yeah. yeah. So. Oh. For a lot of abuse, it usually happens with people you know, for one. Yes, and I knew this. Yeah. yeah. And incest, especially um, because I'm like thinking of studies right now, but there's um, like it's a it's an <coughs> ease and you know that you're not allowed to have it. Therefore, there's a stronger desire that's oh, usually created. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. The forbidden. Precisely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So how pair bonding worked with that is that even like, pri- like I love... I still do love him. There's obviously a big change in our relationship, but it's like, yeah, this is somebody I want to protect and somebody that I want to make sure they're safe. Yeah. So even after the abuse, my immediate thought was what happened to him to create, like I wasn't even thinking of myself. Mm. So I was just like, what happened to this person that made him do this thing? How old is he? Uh, Four years older than I am. So he'd be 29. Did you guys grow up together? Yeah, we did. And nothing of the sort had happened before. Between the two of us. Right. So I immediately thought, like, we have two different dads. So I was just like, what happened right. in, in that situation? Mm. To this day, I have no idea. You no know what way. I mean? But it's like a, okay, I'm still thinking about that. Mm. And kind of find myself, like, making sure in the back of my mind, like, want to know that he's okay. Mm. I'm doing the work and know that I'm in a good place. 
hope he is too. Yeah. Is he? Like, do you, do you guys speak? Not really. Yeah. No. And yeah. it's like, knowing that I had to create safe boundaries there, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Uh, not gonna, not gonna have sleepovers anymore. Yeah. You know? Was it something that um, is, like, do, do many people know? You know, like, you're, like, is mm-hmm. it, does your family know that it happened? Uh, so I had told my mother about a month and a half after, uh, and in the past two years have discovered like <laughs> so much intergenerational trauma mm. in my family. So yeah. I had told her, and immediately her backlash was, well, I know that you were raped before. Did this actually happen again? Right. And that was her response. Mm. So it was like, okay, this isn't an atmosphere that I'm going to get any sort of healing in. So it's like, yeah sad don't really have much of a big relationship with my maternal family right now Mm -hmm. but they she knows and I think other like I've told one of my younger cousins Mm. and also my older cousin who was really good friends with my brother so it's like I do have some sort of family support Mm -hmm. but even at that not too much of my family knows and then with friends it's like hey if they want to ask I'm willing to talk about it because once like the me too movement you realize like how often abuse and people have been like abused right so it's just like hey if you need support i want to be a safe person that you can come and talk to but if you do have questions i'm like yeah i'm more than happy and willing to talk about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you know if he does like have mental some mental health issues or is that part of like does he have a traumatic history that you know of you don't know. Um, not that I I know where he's been abused, mm. but do know that he has been an abuser oh, prior okay. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, okay, <coughs> it's normalized in his head. And then at that point, <clears throat> I'm just like, yeah, probably. There's probably something there. Did you find that out after? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was through talking with his his like best friend, who is my other cousin, yeah. that I realized, like, oh, this has happened before. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any other siblings? I might have missed that if you said that. Uh, so growing up, my parents split up when we were super young, and they both remarried. So we were nine siblings growing up, but we were step-siblings. Okay. Yeah. But are you and your brother... Uh, the only ones blood-related. Gotcha. Yeah, the rest okay. are okay. Like married. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I have a... Yeah. I have a a slew of siblings yes. as well. <laughs> Our Christmas. Yeah. Your family done. tree is is a forest, <laughs> and it is it is a, a dark and windy road through that forest that is hard to navigate. I I still have a hard time. Do you sometimes draw a map. You're just yeah. like, and this person is yeah. related to this person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like on every first date on a napkin, and I'm like, okay, well, let me try to explain this. One of the first times, like one of the first times we ever, like early on in our relationship, I came I came home for Christmas, and you were like, come come to PEI and I went to PEI for, it was like Christmas time first time I ever met like anyone in your family was at a fucking like family reunion oh, not even a re- but actually what, was that it was like re- a Christmas party it was like a Christmas well I guess yeah I guess your Christmas parties feel like family reunions because <laughs> yeah. there's so many people coming from all different directions yeah. um, so so I, can we talk about the process of like of of healing and and coming back to um how did it affect your y- y- sex for you? Ooh, uh, so I think 
when I think about people who, and I don't know why, but I had this preconceived notion that like somebody who's been sexually abused doesn't want to have sex. And it did the complete opposite for me. Like then following week, I turned into this like crazy dominant person that was just like, these are my rules. We're not kissing. I am going to fuck the shit out of you. It's going to be really good sex, but then we're not going to talk about it and I'm going to leave. Right. I'm going to stomp you in the balls on the way out. So like any sort of anger that I had been internalized or internalizing just like came out in in sex. And uh, were you, did it feel good? Like were you into that? For a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a really safe place because it was like on Mm. my terms and on my rules and I wasn't, I didn't have a partner at the time. So it was just like this is happening like I think yeah the following week I'd messaged a friend and it was like a casual person that I was having sex with and was just like come over (laughs) but he's like oh we've never had sex like that before (laughs) that's that's great to hear because I feel like some (coughs) maybe like your roommate or anybody that might have known what was going on or was you know worried about the drinking and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. like might see that and be like I think that's unhealthy behavior but if it actually like did you talk about that with your therapist and what was their opinion on that because it sounds like like we just said, like a really good way to exercise your fucking anger, you know? Orgasms. Gets it out of your system. Yeah, yeah, I had kind of spoken to my therapist about it and she was like, hey, as long as like you feel safe and if there's a time where you don't feel safe in that, like tap out, talk it out, Mm. you know what I mean? Um, And not to say that like the first couple of months is when I was like super angry. So I went like, yeah, I was having sex with different people and was kind of exercising that but then it kind of stopped once I started really getting into like the mental part about it I don't think I had sex for about three or four months after that and Mm. was just like okay I need to like go into my headspace and Mm. really try to see what's wrong was it hard to come back to it um yeah yeah now that yeah for sure because I I think I had met somebody about like six months after in a timeline and tried building a relationship with him. And then it was really like the intimacy was what I was most afraid of realistically, like headspace mentally heart wise and that vulnerability again and just being like, okay, this is a thing that I'm working through and now I'm bringing you into it and we have to work through it together, Yeah, but I'm terrified to let you in. So Let's try having sex. <laughs> you know, it doesn't doesn't quite work that way. Yeah, it, it's pretty interesting how how everyone's everyone's journey through through healing is is like can be so vastly different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can't like I just can't imagine. I don't know. I don't know what it, what what I would do. Yeah, I've never really thought about that in terms of like introducing a new partner while you're still healing like I've definitely thought about when traumatic things happen and you have a partner already and Mm -hmm. like what that process is you know Mm -hmm. but but starting something new yeah that's kind of blowing my mind a little bit yeah knowing and that's the thing like my partner and I now met six months ago and that was I think one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk about right off the bat because I don't think of it about like the trauma in terms of oh I'm a survivor Mm. or like 
I'm a victim. It's like this was something that happened to me. And now, like dropping something in water, there's still that ripple effect Mm. and there's waves that I'm going through. So it's not going to be like this linear, perfect, all the time kind of journey. But that's in any relationship. Mm -hmm. You kind of see it that way. So I was like, hey, there's this really important thing that I think we should sit down and talk about. Mm -hmm. And luckily, they were really, really accepting and also supportive. Mm. And healthy relationships are kind of should be that. Yeah. Yeah. Turn Me On will be right back after this word from our sponsors. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Have you been listening to Turn Me On for a while? Uh, I was introduced to it last summer when okay. I was up north. Sweet. So I've heard of it. Um, did you hear the episode where we got that email from, from a lady? Actually, we got like... The same email about a hundred times from a lady about about incest and about like um, yeah she had a different perspective oh very different perspective yeah. a very different take um, what were your thoughts on that and you know what that may have actually been the inspiration of me <laughs> messaging and being like we need to talk about this a bit more because mm-hmm. you had called your siblings yeah right yes yeah. on yeah. that episode yeah so like the whole the whole idea the whole thing was. Uh, for people who haven't listened, mm-hmm. we read that email. And I remember when I read this email, which basically, like, to sum it up, the email was, hey, I, like, wh- incest shouldn't be illegal. Mm-hmm. Like, here's oh, why I feel yeah. like it shouldn't be illegal. I, if I want to fuck my brother and my brother wants to fuck me, why can't we have sex together? And then I was like, when I read that, I'm, the first reaction was, 
Ooh, no, like that that's bad. Gut response, yeah. oh, just like just ick. Ick. yeah, yeah. Ick. Ick. yeah. And and also like and also I was like, no, it is illegal, and here's why. But then I actually couldn't find like the I googled it, which mm-hmm. I do for fucking everything. I'm not, you know, I, I, I my my knowledge relies on the internet. Did you get a wiki how for that? One? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, I did not for that one. Um, uh, and so I, I, I looked into it, and, and there were so many articles and, and, and sort of posts and comments that were basically saying, look, th- if it's two consenting adults, mm-hmm. th- this shouldn't be – it shouldn't be illegal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, wait. Like, there was a time and there was a time where – You look at the monarchy and just yeah. – Oh, yeah. Everything that's happening. Yeah. Really, like, keep it pure. Yeah, but yeah. But from a biological standpoint – for procreating, for yeah. procreating, you shouldn't, that, you shouldn't yeah. do it. Get, Absolutely, get out of that. But then that, that was yeah. the whole, like the whole argument of, of well, what about two, what about two gay brothers? Mm-hmm. You can't, so, and, and so then I'm like, oh, and then oh my, my head God. started yeah. to explode, well, <laughs> right? So then we, so so we read it on the show, and we yeah. and we talked about this, and then I was like, mm-hmm. let's get let's get our view on what people think. Yeah. Of incest, and of course, I called my sister, and we yeah. called your sister, yeah. which was just you know maybe <laughs> a little silly, but but. Yeah. Uh, when we ended it, I think our final comment was like, "Yeah, I guess you know, if it is two consenting adults, why, why not?" Yeah. Um, just because it makes you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not okay. Yeah. So I'm kind of personally not, yeah. not, <laughs> yeah. not into it. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> really, <laughs> for, for so many reasons. But yeah. um, I've been studying a lot of. Uh, John Paul Sartre, Sartre yeah. who's a sexual philosopher, um, and then Thomas Nagel, who kind of goes off of that. And um, essentially what they say about sex and desire is that it's a it's a full circle. So you're getting aroused by seeing your arousal arouse somebody else, mm-hmm. and then they're being aroused by your arousal. So it's a continued... Mm. yeah ever-growing type situation. Um, And then Nagel goes on to talk about um, perversion and on how it's just what perversion is, is a non-continuationed or continued cycle in that. Um, So you can essentially see perversion as like a half ended thing like you go out into the street and you want to show somebody your genitalia you get aroused by that you're probably going to look like a crazy person from those people Mm -hmm. and people get charged for it you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, but so that's kind of what I like what I deem it as I'm Mm -hmm. just like okay well if you're into it cool do you do you want to tell everybody about it that's cool if you want to talk about it Mm -hmm. is it my sexual preference no Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah have you found like I guess with the two experiences that you had, mm-hmm. um, and they were two separate experiences, right? yeah, two different, different people. people. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, um, that's what I thought. Like the first experience is a lot mm. to process, and it's a lot to bring to light and talk to to people. When it came time to p- bring up the second thing that happened, there's that other layer now mm-hmm. of you know, of the relationship. And did that make it harder to talk about or because you'd kind of worked through it so recently and we're probably still healing, I'm assuming from that, Mm -hmm. was it like kind of like you're still, it's like 
you're already working on it. Yeah. You know, like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you're like, now I have to work harder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, was that harder to talk about? I, so after the first one, I didn't talk about it. Okay. Mm. And I think that's, that, that was the hard part. Mm. Cause I was just like, everything in my life changed. I'm going to change everything. And that mm. was my reaction. Uh, and then the second, second time I was finally, I felt like I was, getting into the groove of things and then it happened and I was like well what the shit you know yeah. <laughs> but um I I think it was through support that I was it I got to normalize it a bit more mm-hmm. and feel a little more normal where I was like okay well now now I really have to do work I can't it's like when you know you have a deadline for something <laughs> like you're like oh but I have six days to work on it so I'll work on it tomorrow and then Sunday night comes and you're like well shit it's due tomorrow I have yeah. to work on this um, that's kind of that's kind of what happened like yeah. tacked but th- on then oftentimes you work better under <laughs> yeah. that pressure <laughs> that's you know? exactly. you're like, oh, I, got, I don't have time so I gotta do it yeah and like, <clears throat> I want to be an active member of society that doesn't want to drink all the time you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. I would prefer to work on this and talk about it and it happened at such a time in my life where I was again like really well surrounded and just got to sit in it mm-hmm. for a little bit and kind of stew and pickle I guess yeah. <laughs> from whatever I was drinking but um yeah I like I think it didn't make it harder no it definitely okay. didn't make it harder mm. it just it was like the kick in the butt to be like kid you gotta pull your socks off yeah. and do something Mm-hmm. This is going to be maybe a little too woo-woo, but um, uh, a couple Her, of years ago... She's a witch ago, doctor. <laughs> I mean, it, it, come on. Well, I do. It's my mother. Yeah. Uh, my mother's a witch. Um, <coughs> no, I, a couple of years ago, um, what happened? Like, my cat died, and then my brother died, and then um, some, like, my my parents who were already going through a lot, not because of the cat, obviously they don't care, but, um, but somebody else close to them died. And my dad, who's very like spiritual man, um, said, I guess we're learning about death now. And I thought that was a really, you know, that's like, I I guess what comes to mind when I think about that is like, is there some, force in the universe that is like sending me this work Mm -hmm. that I need to do and I I wonder if like especially with some of the the healing modalities you're talking about like if you kind of subscribe to that or if there was any sort of it just sounds like I know it wasn't like this easy uh, for you to talk about at the time or process or heal from but it seems like you have a really healthy grasp on the process of like it's going to take time and I'm doing the work and I'm researching things and I'm coming at it from lots of angles. Mm. But like, was there ever kind of a sense of like, there's something, there's something I need to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, it, it definitely introduced me to the world of like sexual assault head on Mm -hmm. instead of, cause I've kind of seen like, I've lost some friends in terms of like, they don't know how to relate or -hmm. they don't really know how to talk about these things. And, me realizing like who is an ally in those situations Mm. or if I'm like I'm not too sure because 
I don't know what life would be like now without this. But I don't think if it hadn't have happened, I would have like gone in so headstrong and been like, we need to talk about this. Mm. It's almost an epidemic. And there's like a serious problem that we have to like tear the lid off of it and like Mm. get in there and do some really like dirty work Mm. and like call people out on their incredibly like inappropriate, like not uncomfortable, inappropriate Mm. behavior and I kind of start the conversation a Mm. lot more. So I think, yeah, at the time I was like, of course, I didn't see it that way. I was just like, holy shit, this is happening. And I feel like I'm kind of by myself in this. Mm. Uh, But then after I started talking about it and hearing like five out of seven women that I spoke to in the first like two months had experienced something of their own Mm -hmm. I was like okay there's a problem Mm -hmm. and I think working on this together is going to be healing for everybody Mm -hmm. not just people that are experiencing it but people that like know somebody or people that you know are living in fear of it happening Mm -hmm. you know or people like the friends that you drifted from because Mm -hmm. they just don't know how to relate yeah Yeah, it's like we can make this a more comfortable conversation leading up to or you know to kind of educate on that versus like feeling like you need it it's like a stigmatized topic or Mm -hmm. like something that you can't talk about yeah like the more we normalize it i think the The less it will make people uncomfortable to talk about yeah i love it i i um we're we're coming up to time, but I mm-hmm. I want I just want to address that like I feel like you <clears throat> I know that this is one of those episodes that's going to really resonate with a lot of people, and I th- I think not not even just resonate I think it's gonna like I think it's gonna like shift a lot of people's thoughts on uh, whether it's their own personal like life and. Uh, it, there's a lot to glean from this and 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 not not even just from the conversation but just you just you like it, it, i mean you said it right there it, it I'm, I'm sure it wasn't easy but sitting and, and talking to you now this is the first mm. thing that came up in my head when when we first broached this subject it was like holy shit you are you are beaming with strength like it is just yeah. it is so apparent <clears throat> and it, I see it. I'm here. Mm-hmm. But I think people are going to hear it mm. as well. And that's like, I don't know, I, I I commend you for taking that time to, to come all the fucking way down here <laughs> from Thank Sudbury to, to talk to us about this. Because um, uh, y- you have you have a real gift, I think. Thank you. I think, I th- I think this is like needed. I think it's really awesome that you guys even create a platform to talk about the hard stuff, you know, because mm. it just, it simplifies it. Mm. It really helps that. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it's inspiring, too, because people have trouble working with feelings they have about way less complicated <laughs> yeah. situations. So it's like, yeah. well, if this yeah. person can, like, take that on and, yeah. like, take control of mm. the process, then you can fucking... Get over the fact that yeah. someone said the wrong thing to me yesterday at breakfast. Um, but I, before before we wrap it up, I, and because your experience of sexuality is more than all of that, I'm very curious about the vagina monologues. Oh yeah, oh yeah, right. <laughs> that um, so Eve Ensler, I'm sure you've yes, heard about. I've done that show. Yeah, Have you? Yeah. Oh, I wanted to do it this past uh, December, but I was in an exam during tryouts, and I was like, damn it, I missed it. But um, yeah, it's essentially like giving the vagina what it wants. So mm. it's like a very 
very talkative thing mm-hmm. and has so much to say. And it was just like a touch on after trauma. I was like, yeah, I want to have real sex after this experience and just kind of give give the vagina what it needed. Amazing. Yeah. Year of the vagina. Yeah. I love that that's a, like a relationship you have. Your buddy, you're like, I'm going to give you what you need and deserve you yeah. deserve <laughs> yeah hell yeah i wish there were more that that show was like groundbreaking it was, like it's, oh yeah the ripple effect of that show is astounding i wish there was more like that i want something new like i've seen it so many times and i'm like what else what else can we talk <laughs> what about what can we do with it i know and kind of grow what vagina monologues the sequel yeah, yeah. Like, why isn't there a two there, i mean there absolutely could and should be well the cool thing about that show is like there's a series of monologues, all different people, but mm-hmm. you can actually like you can cast it however you want. Mm-hmm. Like you can have, you know, people of any age, of any color, mm-hmm. like any background saying these words and it can be different every time because of their own like life experience, you know? Mm-hmm. It's really it's a it's a really cool a one. show mm-hmm. if you've never seen it. Check it out. Was it in, was that early 2000s that it came out? Like it was I want to say, I don't know, because the first time I saw it, my sister was in it. Okay. And she had that one that's near the end that's like all the different orgasms. Yeah. <laughs> and she was in a phenomenal, she was a phenomenal actress. And she had people like rolling in the aisles with laughter at that. And then, um, and then I did it a couple of years later after my sister had passed away. And I was just like, I kind of did it as a way to like connect with her, I yeah. think. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I did the, the coochie snorcher one, oh, yes. yeah. And it was it was like it was a there was like forty women cast in that show and it was a very all non professional actors mm-hmm. and it was a very like empowering experience. It's not a man hating show. No. And that I think a lot of people are turned like oh, I we don't know. shouldn't equate <laughs> Loving vagina to hating penises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah. a lot of vaginas like penises. Yeah. Quite a bit. Surprise. Uh, Nineteen ninety-six. Oh yeah, yeah. and it was like late nineties, mm-hmm. really early two thousands. Yeah. Now we know. I think there's a film version of it as well. I think mm-hmm. there's a version where it's Eve Ensler performing all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you can check that out or. The little coochie snorcher that could. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In which a woman recalls memories of traumatic sexual experiences in her childhood and self-described positive healing sexual experience in her adolescent years with an older woman. Mm-hmm. This particular mm-hmm. skit has sparked outrage. Numerous controversies and criticisms due to its content, among which the most famous is the Robert Swope controversy. See below. Uh, in the original version, she is 13, but later versions changed her age to 16. It also originally included the line, if it was, oh geez, oh, this is trigger warning. If it was rape, it was a good rape. Right. Oh, which yeah. was removed from later versions. Well, you oh, know. That's, that's hardcore. I, I, I find, you know, there's, this is, I don't want to jump right back into it, but I, there's been um, some like. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> inappropriate, like familial relationships, like close to me. And mm. I, I found like, and I knew that when I did the show and I, I, I've, I'm very intrigued by the relationship between the older person and the younger person, and because um, like it's different across cultures, like different mm-hmm. across history, and so I'll often read like autobiographies of people who have had those relationships and their perspective from like when they were inside that relationship and what it meant, and and so when I read that, I'm like, well, I mean, it was a healing experience, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and sure, mm-hmm. you know, like. 
there's some ethical thing questions in there but like to change someone's if it's a true story and you're like well for the purpose of not making anyone uncomfortable let's make her of age and you're like well that's not what happened who was it you look at like disney and some of the relationship and i'm of course i'm talking about disney but um, like some of those relationships it's like prince charming was this like 30 year old man and the mm-hmm. original like grim stories and mm-hmm. it's yeah. like getting married to 12 13 year old mm-hmm. you know yeah um and then to kind of make it bring it back home here my parents have 19 years difference between them yeah which also explains why the relationship didn't work (laughs) out too much but it's just yeah you see it you see it still this was great yeah Yeah, this was fantastic thank you so much thank you so much honestly um and uh and thank you all so much for listening uh we hope that you you took something from that and uh and we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode, as always. But in the meantime, go over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, a review, hit the subscribe button, and then do it to your – grab someone's phone, <clears throat> the stranger sitting next to you, and do it on their phone. Yeah. Yeah, because that's uh, – They'll think you're giving them your phone number, but really, you're just, you know <laughs> – cheering us on that's right Um, and if you want to support us you can do that over at Patreon turn me on podcast uh, patreon.com slash turn me on yep Yep. and then we're also on Instagram and Twitter and all that shit and email turn me on podcast at gmail.com that is it for this week until next week go fuck yourself Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.